Hi, this is Randall Dobbins with Business Partner Blueprint, the world's number one small business accelerator, delivering corporate supply chain education and training to women, minority, and small business owners around the world looking to build legacy businesses that give back. And I'm welcoming you back to another episode of the Blueprint Pros podcast, where we discuss how to land big corporate, uh, big corporate clients. And today, I'm so wonderful I can't stand myself. Congratulations, and thank you for sticking with us on this nine-part series, the Pathway to Your Success series. This is uh, part eight, so if you hadn't listened to parts one through seven, you can go back and do that now, uh, but you can listen to this one uh, standalone, and uh, and then you can listen to them. So it's your pick. You can go listen to them now, or you can listen to them after you finish listening to this one. But the series is about helping you to discover the small business growth opportunity with the biggest companies in the world. During this series, we've walked through various issues such as corporate contracts versus government contracts, how to use corporate contracts for legacy business growth, uh, and what does that mean, and uh, what do large companies buy, uh, and why, why, why is the, the time now for small business owners to get into this game? And what's the mindset for success? So we've covered quite a bit of things. And today, our topic is part eight, the corporate opportunity, small business financing. And we're going to cover this in, in two parts. We're going to cover, you know, just as kind of a refresher, all the different things available to you as a small business owner. But um, uh, and then the second part of this is going to be some of the things that you probably hadn't thought of, the more creative things that you can do. And I tell you, I'm watching on the in the U.S. You can watch the Discovery Channel. That's a television channel on cable. And they have this uh, reality show going on right now where there's a billionaire that um, believes that it's still possible to start a successful business with no money. So he's challenged himself um, to go out with a camera crew and with nothing more than $100 in his pocket and a pickup truck, he's going to figure out how to build a million dollar business. Now you might be laughing, you know, like most of us that are cynical, it's like, yeah, 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 you, you know, this is all for show, this is all for TV and so forth and so on. But, you know, he's changed his name so that no one knows who he is and uh, the, he's representing that he's not um, using any of his vast resources. He just wants to prove that if he can do it, then you can do it. And he's got the camera crew to walk you through exactly the steps he's taking the challenges that he's having and i got to tell you right now i'm in episode uh, five of it and uh, you know what when you look at what he's doing you can see that he is having the exact same challenges and because the people he's working with in a city that he's never been in before uh do not know his background or who he is he has the exact same uh, interaction with the folks in that city 
about the same as you and I. And, and in some cases, you and I may know more people in our city. We may be better connected, so we may actually have more of a leg up than him. But it's watching, it's interesting, fascinating watching him go through and chronicle the challenges, the opportunities, his decision-making uh, process, uh, how he's putting various things together, his flexibility, you, you know, everything that you have had to go through to build your business, everything that I've gone through to build mine, or, you know, everything you're going to go through. And so um, I'll come back in, in, a, in, a, in a few moments and talk about some of the things that he did that I found truly unique. Um, and uh, it, it speaks to you know, the whole challenge of financing your business. But let's just first walk through, um, for the, historically, uh, and in this case, let's just go back a year or two ago, what are the ways that most business owners use to finance their business? What types of financing have they used, you know, recently within the past 12, 24, 36 months? And you know, some of these are going to be obvious to you. And, you know, I don't really want you to go through this list going, yeah, I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't do that. I want you to think through this list is like, you know, maybe I've tried that. Maybe I've tried that. Maybe my circumstances really and truly are different. But, you know, it's not about why these won't work for you. It's more of which one of these makes the most sense for you. And even if you've tried it and it didn't work out before, how might you approach it differently? So let's just kind of go through a um, a tickler or a, or a memory file of some of the options available to you. So clearly, uh, earnings of the business. You, you know, it's easy to finance your business if you've got uh, cash flow coming in. Credit cards. Clearly, uh, credit cards are available. There are a lot of uh, big companies out there. American Express, Goldman Sachs, uh, Wells Fargo, um, Citibank through their Costco program. Uh, a number of banks actually are targeting small businesses because they know that globally small businesses are the growth engine for uh, most economies. So, you know, credit cards are a good source of financing. You just got to know how to use them. Uh, large bank loans, you know, most of us have had our issues with that. And, you, you know, I have this saying about banks after the financial crisis of, uh, 2005 through through 2000 2010 banks have gone back to their old business model of loaning money to people who have proven they don't need it <laughs> so <laughs> you know hey if uh you actually are bankable with the bank go for it in some cases if you can't go for large banks community banks are often very friendly to small business owners uh, there are always friends and family. You can look at uh, private loans. If you actually carry inventory or um, you work with a lot of vendors, vendor credit, oftentimes vendors will work with you to give you favorable terms, whether you go, um, you know, net 30, net 60, net 90. So oftentimes you can, you can, you can actually close the sale uh, and get the revenue from your customer before your bills are due for your for your products with your vendors. Uh, leasing rather than paying cash because you can oftentimes lease things at a much lower cost than if you financed financed an asset or financed a purchase. Uh, SBA loans, small business association loans here in the U.S. That's oftentimes a very good source. Uh, online or non-bank lender. Uh, that's actually a growing market. 
I don't think people really explore it that that much, but that that can often be a pretty good option for you. Uh, getting into some of the bigger things, venture capital, angel investors, more often than not, technology plays are something unique for a venture capital or angel investor. Uh, but they, 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 they dabble in other areas as well. Uh, private placement of debt, credit union loans, um, selling and pledging accounts receivables or uh, factoring, as that's called, uh, state and regional loan and incentive programs, private placement of stock, crowdfunding, public issuance of stock, if you're looking to, to actually do an initial public offering. Not that many small business owners do that, quite frankly. And there are some others. And then let's get into some of the, 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 the more specific things available to you. If you are a woman business owner, uh, you have additional options. Uh, as a matter of fact, small business grants for women. There's uh, about 10 go-tos. There's grants.gov that you can go and apply. There's the Small Business Innovation Research and Technology Transfer Programs. There's the Girl Boss Foundation Grant, G-I-R-L-B-O-S-S. -S. There are Women's Business Centers. There's the Economic Development Administration. There's a Small Business Development Centers. There's Amber Grant, Eileen Fisher, Women-Owned Business Grant, FedEx Small Business Grant, uh, the National Association for the Self-Employed, and uh, if you are a minority business owner, you also have some options. Grants.gov again. Uh, the U.S. Department of Agriculture, interestingly enough, USDA Rural Business Enterprise Grant Program. I suspect that in agricultural communities uh, around the world that uh, there are grants available for that. Uh, National Association for the Self-Employed. Uh, a, a nonprofit trade association, association, FedEx Small Business Grant Contest, Small Business Innovation Research and Small Business Technology Transfer Programs, uh, the MBDA, the Minority Business Development Agency, uh, a, a council that I'm a member of, the National Minority Supplier Development Council, and there are some uh, in the U.S. Once again, SBA 8A Business Development Program has grants available. Operation Hope, Small Business Empowerment Program. As you can see, you know, that was a pretty exhaustive list. We just talked about, you know, 10 specific ones for women business owners, uh, grant-based, grant uh, nine specific ones for minority business owners. I'm sure there are others for disabled, for veteran, for service disabled veteran, for um, LGBTQ, you know, if you're going to go the grant route. Uh, and we walked through about uh, 10 or 15 traditional sources just in general. And what I would share with you about everything that I've learned around business financing. So, you know, if you're just starting and uh, you still have some some money, you, you know, whether you are taking it out of savings, which is another source, whether you're taking out um, a home equity loan, which is another source that people use. If you happen to work for a company and you have one of those financial products called a 401k and you're using that, you know, if to, to, to get you going, you, what everybody will tell you is the best time to seek financing is when you don't need it. Okay. The best time to look for financing is when you don't need it. And uh, the idea then being is that when times get tight, then you, you actually have already planned for that. 
you've got a working capital line of credit available to you. Um, you actually have a loan or something available to you. You've got a relationship with your banker. So, you, you know, you need to establish a relationship with the banker just in general. Somebody that says, you know, I understand your business might be going through a downturn, but I know enough about you. I know enough about your character. Uh, I know enough about your, your industry. I know what it looks like in your market. And, uh, you, you know, we, we, we will take this risk. So you want to make sure you do that as soon as you possibly can. And so uh, what I would share with you is, you know, we probably just scratched the surface right there, including the last three or four that I just gave you that you you can see there are a number of different sources out there for for money now i'll, I'll bring you back to this uh, undercover billionaire show that i was watching because uh you know this guy started you know like like may, may be the situation with you or people that you know where he said he just had no money he didn't actually talk about credit or anything else but uh he talked about uh having no money just a hundred bucks in his pickup truck and right now, he's done some really fascinating things. Uh, he started off with a simple, simple premise, which was, he said, you know, he's given him, himself six months to get this business going, to get it started, to get it uh, uh, up and running. And he knew that he needed at least three months uh, of, of rent just to pay his expenses. And so, uh, because he says, look, it's hard to go out there and build a business if you don't know where you're going to lay your head and you don't know where food is coming from on the, on the, on the table. So, so the first thing he did in getting started was made sure he had three months of uh, living expenses covered. So you might say, okay, Randall, that, that sounds all well and good. Well, what, what exactly did he do? Check this out. He flipped a used car. He had to do it twice. He flipped two cars. He he uh, went to a used car lot. He negotiated a good deal on a car. He uh, took the car and went through the car wash, put a for sale sign in it, and he sold it for more than what he, what he bought it for. And then he turned around and did the exact same thing again on a slightly bigger car where he had more money. And he was able to net about uh, six or seven thousand dollars flipping two cars um, and and was able to pull out three thousand dollars US to cover uh, 3300 to cover um, an inexpensive hotel for rent and some and uh, covers food and cover gas for his truck now the other thing he did and so you know, I don't know that, you know, I'm not telling you to go flip cars, you know, go buy a used car and then sell it. I mean, you, you know, you can go do that if you want to, if you, if you can pull it off. But the point being, he was awfully creative. You know, one of the other things he did was he was looking for scrap metal that he could take and actually uh, sell at some recyclers. And uh, he went to uh, an abandoned construction yard or some uh, a place where there were some warehouses and he found, sure enough, some copper and other metal, and he was able to pick up a couple of hundred bucks and whatnot. And, and I'm and I'm watching this, and it's like, this is a guy that is committed to success. He's going to do what it takes, and he's being awfully creative and thinking up what has value, what can I sell, how can I generate cash, and he's laser focused because he knows that within six months' time, X X has to happen. 
Otherwise, he's going to be humiliated and embarrassed. He's going to have to out himself in front of all these people. And he's going to have to admit that he was wrong, that, uh, you know, the average person can't build a million dollars. And he's like, you know, no, uh, that, that's not the way this is going to work. And that's the situation that you and I are in. We, we look at this and we go, you know, no, we got to figure this out. We're going to do this. So, you know, I just gave you a huge list of all the different ways that you can raise money. Uh, some of them will work in other countries. All of them will work in the United States. You just have to figure out, you know, how to make it happen. And then the most creative thing that I saw him do before I wrap up was... Uh, uh, a lot of us take this as a responsibility on our own shoulders. You may be doing this. You may be doing this by yourself. In one of my prior episodes outside of the Pathway to Success series, I talk about this, this notion of the lone wolf syndrome. And one of the, the second thing that he did once he figured out uh, how he was going to take care of rent and so forth and so on was he went to his uh, small business development center once again in the united states you have a lot of those in every in most every city in some cases the small center it's a small business development center uh, it may be co-located co-located with the sba it may be a part of someone's university but there's typically a small business development center uh, they provided a whole host of resources for him and helped him to do his market research. Uh, they helped him to get in touch with people. They helped him to do, you know, just provided a tremendous amount of resources. Actually gave him a, a office space with a boardroom so that he could have meetings and a telephone and, and, and other kinds of things. But what I, the most amazing thing that I saw him do, which gets to the whole lone wolf syndrome, was... He created a team and he told him, you know, you might be saying, Randall, I can't I can't afford a team. I don't have money right now. What do you mean? What are you talking about a team? And he was able to find about five or six people that bought into the vision of what he was trying to do. He told them point blank. He did not have money to pay them right now, but he said the, the time frame, the window that he was working under and that um you know he was going to make it worth everybody's while once the business was successful you know they were all a part of building something from the ground at the ground level from the very beginning and you know what i thought when i saw that which was super 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 powerful was you know i've done that i personally have been on teams where there was not money to pay salaries and I said, I believe in what we're trying to do, and I will gift my time to the business until we get it across the finish line. I've actually done that. I've done it twice, as a matter of fact. And so, you know, it's not a weird thing. It's not out of the ordinary. Do not say people won't do that. I've done it. You may have done it. So, you know, to the extent that this is you, you you know you really and truly have something you're passionate about you've got something that you know you can get across the finish line uh then uh, with the resources that i've listed out to you both some of the traditional ones and and you know talking about the undercover billionaire some of the non-traditional ones you know I'm, I'm gonna leave you with once again what are you really prepared to do small business financing is available so stay tuned 
For our last episode of this uh, Pathway to Your Success series, episode 9, um, the corporate opportunity, How to Get into the Game. That one's coming up next week. And, uh, oh, I, I, I mentioned to you on uh, every episode previously that uh, stay tuned for special offers. And we do have a special offer coming up on September 13th, 14th, and 15th, 2019. Um, September 13th, 14th, and 15th. In a couple of days, we're doing some free training and no this is not a sales pitch this is not a webinar where i'm trying to invite you in and then you you know sell you something um you, you know some elaborate scheme to sell you something i mean we will give you an op offer to work with us but the way we're setting this up is i'm asking you for 30 minutes uh 11 o'clock central time for three days 30 minutes from 11 to 11 30 on the 13th 11 to 11 30 central time on the 14th and 11 to 11 30 on the 15th and the first 30 minutes will be pure training news you can use uh, uh we're, we're, we're going to talk about uh corporate contracting 101 that's the topic and so you'll you'll definitely want to definitely tune in for the first 30 minutes and get in we're going to get into a lot of the details around how this works so you're going to get an hour and a half of training so i definitely want you to go to corporatecontracting101.com put your name on the uh, email list and we i'll definitely make sure that um, i send to you some emails to remind you and prompt you and uh, a whole host of other things since uh, that's going to be coming up in a couple of days but i think you're going to enjoy it enjoy that otherwise i want you to go to www.blueprintpros.com get on our email list uh, for the podcast stay up to date on new episodes and other exciting news or leave me a message let me know what you think and if there are other topics you want me to cover who knows i may feature your comment in an upcoming episode and by all means please share our podcast with your friends and colleagues and uh stay tuned uh this, this has been fun and i appreciate your feedback and and i just love uh some of the the comments and and reactions we're getting i'm glad to to know that this is worthwhile for you that this is helpful so this is randall and i'll see you on the other side <laughs>